Hey folks, this is David opposing the Matrix. How are you today? Um, <laughs> yesterday I wasn't on, and I went to go. I made, I even made a video that to show folks that I wasn't on and why I wasn't on. And um, it was supposed to play at seven o'clock last night, and I have no idea whether it played or not. I don't think it did. So again, I find myself apologizing for not being on last night and without an explanation, obviously, since that video didn't play. So please understand this is not an easy process. Okay. And uh, sometimes things get messed up. So uh, we're going to go with this. So anyway, <laughs> I took the, the, the message that I was going to share yesterday and I'm going to share it tonight. But uh, yesterday was a mixed up bag of uh, poo poo that somebody set on my doorstep and set on fire, uh, so to speak, metaphorically speaking. Um, I wasn't feeling good. I've got the mother of all ear infections. And I think it's a leftover from the flu I had. And um, so I went to. I went to go to the uh, walk-in clinic, and the walk-in clinic was closed after I called down there and asked them if they were taking anybody. And they said, oh, yeah, <laughs> no waiting. Come on in. Yeah, well, no waiting because they weren't there. So then I decided to schlep over to um, the ER. And <laughs> I got the ER. And understand, this is a very small hospital in Cottage Grove. And um, I went into the ER, and there was basically a line. Uh, there wasn't even room for people, everybody to sit down. So I told the girl, I said, well, I'll just come back later. Well, that never happened. But when I got back, I found an email from my doctor who told me that he had heard about what was going on with my ear, and he prescribed an eardrop and an antibiotic and um, and a couple of other things, too. So um, I'm well taken care of. So. Anyway, so I come tonight and I go to the show and I've got like 15 minutes to prepare because we had a nice family dinner and everything. And to me, family comes first and you don't really don't want to mess that up, you know. So uh, I figured 15 minutes, no sweat. I can get this thing together in 15 minutes. Well, I don't know if you're listening on Trovo, but we we uh, we go live on Trovo. and We go live on Twitter. And uh so I got everything set up and ready to go, all the links of things that I wanted to share, the whole nine yards. I go to share it, and it says, oh, your, your little connection to uh, Trovo um, has been closed. You need to go there and open it back up. So I go to Trovo and go to open it back up. I come back, and all the things that I had saved were gone. It was a clean slate. And um, so I had to do that again. So that's why I had to start this show at about seven or eight after, maybe even nine. I don't really remember, but but we're here, right? We have prevailed. Yahweh gets the glory, and let us continue. And what I'm learning, folks, is you know when I look at the statistics for different shows I've done, I've I try to look and see what people like. Okay, and if there's a specific area that you like, write to us and let us know. Okay. But, um, you know, I try to go into the UFO thing, and yeah, a few people look at it. I try to go into the Nephilim thing, and then again, a few people look at it. And But when I do stuff, when I, I, I do research and get on here about mRNA and Pfizer and Moderna and things like that, it seems like people just like, man, right up through the roof with people listening and watching. So um, 
that haven't been said, and if you're not totally burnt out on all the COVID and uh, the the so-called, uh, well, I call them death shots, but kill shots, but uh, some people still call them vaccines. If you burn out on that, then I'm sorry, but um, interesting things have come up uh, recently. Um, if you've ever listened to Robert F. Kennedy Jr., he's part of a ministry, or maybe it's an organization, I should say, online, and it's called Children's Defense Fund. Excellent, 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 excellent website. Lots of videos to watch. Um, if you don't like Fauci, he's got stuff on there about Fauci. Uh, so it's uh, you can get a lot of information from there, a lot of good information. And if you get a chance, buy his book called The Real Anthony Fauci. <laughs> you think you know the guy from what you've seen in the news and stuff. Well, you read this book, you're going to find out that, well, it's it's pretty bad. That's all I'm going to say. I don't want to ruin it for you if you're going to read it. So anyway, without further ado, and seeing that we're already five minutes into the show, um, I'm going to go ahead and start this thing here, okay? So we're going to start out with a video from Bright On. And by the way, I am slowly but surely putting um, Opposing the Matrix onto um, the Bright On. I think it's a really good format. And um, But I'm having a trouble downloading them. Every, <laughs> the first one goes on, and then every one I try to do after that comes up with a 404 error uh, right at the end of uploading it. So you got to wait a half hour in order to get the 404 message. Um, Anyway, so I'm trying to work that out with them. I've got their text looking into it. Um, I've gotten a letter back from them saying that uh, Brighteon is having uh, problems and that uh, thank you for my patience. Well, if they don't know me very well, my patience is kind of wearing thin with that. But, you know, what can I do? You know, I can't, you know I'm just one man out here. And my complaint goes by the wayside. And I'm sure many others, you know, you'd have to have like half of the people that subscribe to Brighteon to... Uh, to protest and maybe uh they would hire a few extra techs to get in there and fix the computer problems whatever it is okay anyway i get a kick out of when you're online and they put you on hold and it says uh your call is important to us and right at that time i insert my own little script that says but not important enough to hire other people to take it okay <laughs> so um, i like to add the bike i had um I'd like to mess with telemarketers real quick before we get on, going here. Kind of an amusing little thing. We um, we had one call the other day, and you could tell he was he was um, overseas or not in the United States. Okay, <laughs> had a very um, I don't know if it was an Asian accent or or whatever Indian or somewhere in that area Burma. Listen to me, I'm calling it Burma, uh, Myanmar in that area. Um, but anyway. So the guy called up and I acted like I was all confused that this was my first day on earth. I had just arrived and um, I was confused as to why he was trying to sell me what he was trying to sell me and asking him, what good would that do me? Is that going to help me to adjust and assimilate into human society and, and the whole nine yards. And I had this guy going, Barbara, how long did I have that guy going for like 15 or 20 minutes? Remember the guy that called and I pretended that I was from another planet and just arrived here? <laughs> what, about 15, 20 minutes? Yeah, okay, she says 15 or 20 minutes. And uh, it just, it was circular. It just kept going round and round. And I was, 
And I, I acted like I was getting even more confused every time that he would ask me the same question. And um, finally, he uh, he goes, so you're not from Earth? You came from another planet? <laughs> I said, yeah. And I said, boy, it's rough living here. It's, you know, it's this is really a tough place to live. Then he just hung up on me. <laughs> but I like doing that. You know, I, it's real hard for me not to get to the point where I'm, um, oh, getting uh, profane or something like that. You know, it's but I, I managed to keep my hat on and. Not to uh, not to do that. Anyway, now we're at eight minutes. Um, okay, so let's get into this, and then we're going to watch this video, and then we're going to. I think I'm going to read two, and then watch if the fourth one is a video again. And if I leave for uh, for while one of the videos is playing, please excuse me, but sometimes I have to um, do the pause that refreshes. So, anyway, let's. Uh, let me show this on the screen. Okay, look at that. That big, beautiful hornet's nest that uh, used to be a nice building with nice people in it many, many years ago. Okay, so let's go here. And I'm going to, I'll start it. And then I, I think, yeah, I can enlarge it. Here we go. This is, uh, first of all, it's on Brighton or Bright On, however you say it. Um, and let's see who put it on here. Scriptural, scriptural, <laughs> I get it right. Scriptural scrutiny, put it on here. And, uh, so let's look at this and there. There's, uh, they're talking about, uh, well, let's go ahead and just, uh, look at what they're talking about and we'll, and we'll go from there. Okay. So let's see, start that sucker up. main reason for this event today was, first of all, to provide information that the American public deserves to know, that they're not being told, but anything we could do to prevent further harm. I don't want to scare the you-know-what out of people. I, I don't. I, we, none of us do, okay? But they need to have that information. Be safe is the CDC's premier vaccine safety system for the COVID-19 vaccine. This is a dashboard that I can't create to be able to visually represent the V-safe data. About 800,000 people reported. Hey, just real quick, this guy, Siri. That's my watch is going to start up now. I've said that. He, uh, that's his real last name, Siri, S-I-R-I. He is the one that uh, brought a lawsuit uh, against the government and the military so that the military has to stop forcing the shots on the, on the soldiers. So anyway, I just wanted to bring that to your attention. He's a hero. Needing medical care in the database of nine, 10 million. That's about a 7.7% of people in VSAFE reported needing medical care. That is one in 13 people. Yet the CDC did not pull the shot. In January 2021, I came before you as a military whistleblower reporting catastrophic increases in illnesses and injuries across the DOD. The total number of reportable events went from 110,000 in 2020 to over 200,000 in 2022. 
the vaccine was introduced into the military in January of 2021. We generated hundreds and hundreds of charts, looked at this every way from Sunday. The UK government, until this summer, was reporting a data series that showed the relative mortality rates for the vaccinated and unvaccinated by the number of doses of the vaccine. It simplifies down to a conclusion that says that through the last available data set, the people in the UK who took the vaccine have a 26% higher mortality rate. This is a society of actuaries. In 2021, in ages 25 through 64, the employed people of our nation covered under group life, they experienced a 40% excess mortality. 1.2 million additional Americans in the employed segment of our population got disabled. That is the size of the state of Wyoming and Vermont combined. They've disappeared from the labor force. As a journalist, I looked at the emergency use authorization for the vaccine. We wanted to see had they achieved the stopping transmission, which is our definition of a vaccine. But when we looked at the emergency use authorization, what was known was that the data are um, not there, limited to assess the effects of the vaccine against transmission of SARS-CoV-2. They had no idea. They had no idea if it would stop the infection, yet they were making those statements on the news. And now we find out from the heads of Pfizer that they were never even testing inside the trials whether or not it could stop transmission. In January of 2020, I was working as the senior advisor to the FDA commissioner on drug safety and FDA science policy. I don't understand how in good conscience we can still be giving these vaccines at this point for the COVID-19 named after 2019 for a strain of the vaccine that no longer exists. This spike protein, when we inject this gene into the body and start hijacking your cells to make it, these natural killer cells now look at your own cells, they poke a little hole in those cells, and then they throw a little hand grenade in and start blowing them up. It's not just that the spike protein is dangerous. The lipid nanoparticle will go anywhere into the body. It was designed to carry chemotherapeutic agents to the brain. You don't want spike protein in your brain. We now have data from multiple sources that the spike protein, which the current mRNA vaccine products ask the body to make are cardiotoxic and cause the heart to be inflamed. The spike protein sets in motion a cascade of events that activates platelets to form clots and inflames the blood vessel lining the heart and the heart muscle itself. What I'm seeing clinically is now patients have taken the vaccine and they've had COVID and they've taken the vaccine and now it's all mixed and there's multiple exposures. The more exposures there are, in my estimation, there's greater risks of myocarditis and recurrent myocarditis and blood clots and more blood clots. And the FDA and the manufacturers strictly excluded COVID recovered patients from the clinical trials because of that fact. I've seen three strokes, transit ischemic attacks, massive clot to the spleen and liver, spinal tumors, brain tumors, uh, sarcoidosis, lupus, um, cognitive impairment, myocarditis, pleurocarditis, and I see a shocking um, suppression of the immune system that is pervasive. My patients are women of reproductive age, pregnant women, and preborn babies. And what I've seen in my clinical practice has been a substantial, massive increase, unprecedented 
in menstrual abnormalities uh, prior to pregnancy, a substantial increase in infertility, a substantial increase in miscarriage, fetal death, and fetal malformation. And what we've seen is catastrophic. It's a danger signal like no others. There is significant variance in the toxicity from lot to lot, such as the lot that I received with my second dose that almost killed me as I developed hypertension with systolic to 230. Um, that, there's some reason why some lots are associated with many more deaths and much more disease than others. My life before my vaccine was beautiful. Sorry, it's hard to remember the worst parts of my life. I participated in a clinical trial for AstraZeneca, and now I suffer from a severe debilitating form of neuropathy that will progress until I'm essentially left in a care home. I received my one and only Margarita injection December 30th of 2022. Within one week after my Moderna shot, I began to have numbness and weakness in my legs. I quickly received the diagnosis of transverse myelitis. This involves an injury of my thoracic spinal cord. I am now permanently disabled. If you have an adverse event after your shot, you are on your own. There are currently enrolling 50 different clinical trials on other new mRNA vaccines. This product, which we've all agreed are inadequate, are now being grandfathered and essentially enabling a functional monopoly for Pfizer, Moderna, and BioNTech to deploy this technology for virtually any purpose. There are plenty of drugs that have been shown to have antiviral properties, and they were very quickly identified around the world and widely used, not in this country. About 40% of drugs, 40% of drugs used in hospitals are used off-label. That's fine if you're treating heart disease, but suddenly if it's coronavirus, the FDA, the CDC, the NIH do not want you to use an off-label drug because it would compete with big pharma. I want to ask why the American Board of Obstetrics and Gynecology, why the American College of OBGYN, and why the Society of Maternal Fetal Medicine, all of whom I've served in a professional capacity in an outstanding fashion my entire career, why they are pushing this lethal vaccine risking the future of all humanity. Other nations have banned this product because it's too dangerous for younger people. What are we doing? I'm passionate for the health of our children. I'm also passionate for young service members that I served for 13 years in the Air Force as a flight surgeon deployed twice to Iraq. For our healthy children and the majority of our war, war fighters, the data show that the risk for myocarditis is greater than the benefit of the vaccine products. As a physician who has vowed to do no harm, my opinion is that we should not mandate harm. I can't believe that the FDA, where I've worked as a career medical officer, I'm the only person who's out of the 20,000 employees or so at the FDA of physicians, pharmacists, nurses, public health officials, that's here speaking out about this. I, I, I don't understand. It's an outrage, a moral, ethical, medical outrage. All the vaccine mandates should be dropped immediately. 
We need requests for applications and immediate funding for vaccine injury centers of excellence across the United States for screening, detection, uh, diagnosis, prognosis, and management. Uh, we need a massive shift in our healthcare system towards managing now this large number of vaccine injured people. It is absolutely irresponsible to continue any of these shots in our reproductive age kids or younger. Anybody that could possibly pass these on without investigating this. And I am demanding now that this be investigated. Pretty interesting stuff, huh, folks? Pretty interesting. <clears throat> um, you know, like you constantly hear out there when you try to bring this stuff up, show me the science. Show me the science. The science proves that this shot is good. The science proves that it doesn't cause harm. The science proves that, well, first the science proved that it protected against COVID. Then it, then they said when that didn't come about, science says, oh, well, you know, it protects against transmission. It protects against, you know, getting it worse than you could have it if you didn't have a whole line of um, uh, cattle, uh, <laughs> cattle poop. Um, and, but you get these scientists, I mean, we're talking doctors, uh, PhDs, uh, pharmaceutical people, the whole nine years. By the way, if you want, I don't have the, the site handy, but um, if you go to their website, um, oh, what is it again? Uh, Children's Defense Fund. You go to their uh, their website, they have a lot of things like this. So, um, you know where I got it and it kind of, whoa. Sorry, folks, I didn't mean to go blurry on you. This is how I used to see before I had LASIK surgery, but much worse, actually. Okay. Well, we'll go to a, something else now that I want to do. There's a couple of articles I want to read, okay? Going to kind of break it up. There's movies that or videos that go along with these, but um, I just want to read kind of... Um, Sometimes when you're watching movies, you, I don't know about you, but I tend to fall asleep. Movies, videos, and stuff like that lulls me to sleep. It's a good uh, good way to go to sleep, actually. And um, as a matter of fact, what I have found is if you're having a hard time going to sleep, pick up your Bible and start reading it, and I guarantee you, you'll fall asleep. Um, not because it's boring or anything else, but uh, it's because the other side doesn't want you reading it. Okay. So what do we got here? This is um, a website called Dangerous Medicine. And uh, they have a site on Bright on TV and uh, Bright on TV. And uh, Bright on is an excellent place to go for stuff like this. That rumble and a band video, all good places to go. Okay. So the article's name is Pfizer COVID vaccine causes miscarriages and stillbirths. Okay. After initially being denied, the public health and medical professionals for transparency finally gained access to documents containing Pfizer's data on their COVID-19 vaccine, revealing that the big pharma company received over 150,000 reports of serious adverse events, including miscarriages and stillbirths within three months of the vaccine rollout. 
What is especially concerning about the data found are the number of pregnant and lactating women who received the shots in the first few months of the rollout. The data states that 270 unique pregnancies exposed to the vaccine knew outcome, let's be, it says new outcome was provided for uh, 238 pregnancies, leaving only 32 with with known uh, known outcomes. Out of these 32 known outcomes, 23 resulted in spontaneous abortions or miscarriages, uh, two premature births, uh, with uh, neonatal deaths, uh, two spontaneous abortions, with uh, intrauteral death, and uh, uterine, excuse me, intrauterine death, um, one suppo- spontaneous abortion with neonatal death, and one pregnancy with normal outcome, just one with normal outcome. This means that of 32 pregnancies with known outcomes, 28 relate, related, or excuse me, resulted in fetal death, if results are to be based on only the known outcomes of the vaccine in pregnant and lactating women, there is an 87.5% pregnancy loss rate. Did you hear that, folks? All things taken into account, there's an 87.5% pregnancy loss rate. That's almost 9 out of 10, folks. That's, that's sad. It really is. And it's being denied. Public health agencies remain adamant that pregnant women and their children are more likely to die of the virus than from the vaccine, but there is little evidence that proves such claims as the study they usually refer to comes from the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC itself. Yeah, okay, just uh, no conflict of interest there, huh? Okay. A comparison of stillbirth rates in 1,249,634 deliveries at 736 hospitals from March 2020 to September 2021 among women with, with and without COVID infections established that there was indeed a surge in stillbirths, but not during the height of the first deadly wave of the virus, only during the period when the Delta variant was dominant or after pregnant women were pressured into getting vaccinated. And it says related, uh, UK now pushing pregnant women to take COVID vaccines despite miscarriage and fertility risk. That's a link that goes to another one of their articles. Despite the number, only 0.98% of COVID-19 affected deliveries pre-Delta compared to 2.70% after vaccines were introduced. The CDC still won't consider that the experimental injections could be the reason for the increasing stillbirth rates. Because COVID-19 vaccines are said to be highly effective and vaccination among pregnant women was approximately 30% as of July 2021, most women with COVID-19 at delivery were likely to be unvaccinated, according to the CDC. This information does not uh, sound very scientific because science isn't usually an assumption based on a slogan added to the guesstimates. <laughs> Unless you're trying to prove that it's not not uh, not going to hurt you, then uh, that's exactly what they do. Um, another study that experts heavily relied on was the study that was later uh, corrected when analysts recognized the error in their data collections 
adding the possibility of an 82% miscarriage rate in early pregnancy, despite concluding that COVID-19 shots were safe and effective. Well, they're effective if you want to kill people, right? Okay, too much unknown information is definitely say definitely definitely no, excuse me. Let me start it over. Too much unknown information to definitively say vaccines are for the good of all. The Pfizer vaccine has already been approved by the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, and these COVID vaccines have already caused 1.8 million adverse effects or events that included deaths miscarriages, Bell's palsy, heart attacks, and various permission, uh, permanent uh, disabilities, to name a few. While research continues regarding how natural immunity from COVID is more robust than vaccines, uh, 79% of fully vaccinated individuals had been infected with any one of the variants of the virus. Wow. Well, that's so much for keeping you from getting it, huh? Uh, this means that injecting bodies with foreign substances that have been rushed through development causes harm or even death, negating a- any duty to seek and preserve our bodies. If previous studies <clears throat> are any indication, it shows that the vaccines are anything but safe and effective. In mid-2021, Dr. Simone Gold, a very intelligent and wise lady, I might add, uh, <clears throat> founder of America's Frontline Doctors, previously explained that there is a known potential mid-pregnancy fertility risk uh, with the use of the vaccine. He acknowledged that there, that while getting COVID-19 has been associated with a high risk of mid-pregnancy and miscarriage because the placenta fails, he uh, noted that the vaccine may also do the same thing. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I don't mean to laugh, folks. It's just stupidity. Just it's either laugh or get mad, okay? Um, let's see, it's quote, it's lunacy to get this experimental vaccine. If you're a young female, she said, it's that simple. I would flat out forbid any young females from getting this vaccine. And I think it's very unethical for any physician to offer this to a young female. He said, watch the video below. I did, and it's not worth it. Okay. And these two people in this video are the resistance chicks, and I've heard that they're pretty awesome, but for some reason they just didn't didn't have pizzazz, <laughs> so to speak. Okay, so let me go back here. See, folks, again, we have show me the science. Look at the science. <laughs> well, if you look at it, it's condemning. It's condemning, and it's 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 convicting and condemning, and if you look at the evidence, then uh, the shot or the whatever it is should have been discontinued a long, long time ago. Uh, for other things that have been introduced to the market in past years, uh, if they caused any deaths, uh, maybe two or three deaths and some more serious damage uh, to living people, um, they were yanked off the market. Okay. But not this one. You know why? Because there's a there's a reason for this shot. There's a um, agenda. It's called Agenda Thirty, and it's an agenda to wipe people like me and you off the face of the earth. Well, I'm going to go crying and kicking. So, anyway, let's see. We got another uh, 
another article. I think it's a lot shorter than this one. I'm going to read. It's about Pfizer. So let me show this here. And then, uh, there's a video that goes with this. The guy's kind of dry and I listened to it and I only got to, um, 24 minutes and, or excuse me, where is this? Six minutes and six seconds. And I was ready to shut it off. Nice man, but I couldn't do it. Okay. Again, this is deception.news. Um, this is an article by Kevin Hughes, uh, published 9-9-2022, uh, titled Ben Armstrong, um, colon, uh, Pfizer knows that COVID vaccine is dangerous for pregnant women. Here we go again. Okay. And the video we're going to see next, you're going to see that it's not just pregnant women. It's uh, young people of all ages and in the whole nine yards. And if you remember from the video that we watched last um, last Thursday, there was a man on there that was saying that this, this could lead to infertility. Um, it destroys a man's um, reproductive um, ways. Um, it destroys a woman's uh, ovum, a man's sperm. Uh, it's just nasty stuff, folks. And you know, when you think about it, what better way to accomplish this mission of uh, depopulation? First, you take out the weak. Then you take out those that are a little stronger. You convince a bunch of people that since you have authority and the science behind you, that they can take the shots, nothing's going to happen, and people are dropping dead all over the world. Okay? So you still got, you know, we still got about five to 10 years for this thing to fully take effect of, uh, you know, what it's going to do. In the meanwhile, you know, you got young people that are just born, of course, and then you have your, um, your adolescents, your teens and stuff like that. What better way to prevent them from having children in the future than to kill their sexual um, organs, so to speak, their, their way of reproducing to kill their or to infect their sperm or kill their testes and and in um, the women uh, kill the ovaries and and everything else or pollute the eggs so that anything that is born to as a union between a man and woman comes out either grotesque or dead. You know, it's uh, you know I don't like giving credit to to evil people, but this is really an, a genius plan. You know, it's and uh, if you understand where the word genius comes from. It's not a good thing, okay? It, it actually originates from the Arab uh, language, and it uh, comes from the word jinn, and a jinn is a, a demon, and it, 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 they believe that there's good demons and bad demons where we know differently that there's only bad. And uh, <clears throat> so anyway, if you're, if you're a genius, you've, uh, by their definition, you've gotten your, um, your intelligence, your IQ from uh, demonic sources, so... I don't want to be called a genius. I know I'm not one. I'm up there, but I'm not a genius. And uh, if I ever was called one, I'd have to set the person straight. Okay, let's get with this article. Pfizer, excuse me, folks. Sorry, had a big dinner. Uh, Pfizer knows that Wuhan coronavirus COVID-19 vaccine is dangerous for pregnant women. We knew that there was no way that they could tell women that it was safe for them to jab to get this jab if they're pregnant. Yet doctors were willing, 
were telling women that were pregnant that they have to get this, and we've seen miscarriages go way up because of it. Said Ben Armstrong turning in, um, during an episode of this program, uh, The Armstrong Show. You know what? I'm going to give myself a break. I deserve a break today. No, I'm not going to McDonald's. But I want to watch. Let's let's go ahead and watch this. It's only, um, well, it's 24 minutes long. But we, we can do this, right? Okay. So let's watch this. And then I'm, I need to take a break for a second, okay? And then I'll be right back, I promise. Okay, here we go. But this, this is horrific. A vaccine horror. And I am going to show it to you. An ultrasound of what the jab can do to a pregnant woman. Folks, this is this is not something we're making up. This is real. Because you might at first think it's just people making up. If you're skeptical, you'll think that we're scaremongering. No, this is the truth. This is the stuff they hide from you in the mainstream media. They can't let you know that they told you to do this and were complicit in criminal activity. Crimes against humanity. Massive crimes against humanity. And they continue to pile up. And we knew there was no way that they could tell women that it's safe for them to get this jab if they're pregnant. There was no way. And they had no data that they showed that proved that that was true. And yet doctors were telling women that were pregnant that they have to get this. And we've seen miscarriages go way up because of it. And the worst part is, there were some studies done by Pfizer, and Pfizer knew, knew that this was dangerous for pregnant women. And we found that out only because of a court. Do you know we wouldn't even know that Pfizer knew if it wasn't for a court order that made them release documents that they wanted to hide for 75 years. They told the court, we want this not to be released for 75 years. Why? Because they knew eventually people are going to find out. Eventually... Women are going to statistically show it at some point, and they have to act like, well, that's a surprise. They didn't want people to know, oh, yeah, well, we knew that ahead of time. That was the point of this. That was the point of the vaccine. They don't want you to know that's the point. This is part of depopulation, folks. It's the point of the vaccine. This is awful. I know you're waiting and you want to see it. So let me not make you wait. Let's go to Naomi Wolf. She revealed this on Steve Bannon's show, War Room Pandemic, the, the, the portion that airs on Lindell TV. Take a listen. So uh, one of them is uh, Denver should have a very scary image. Um, and I'd appreciate it if your producer would post it. If not, you, there it is. Oh, my God. So that is, ladies and gentlemen, that is a pregnant woman's placenta. Um, and I'm going to read uh, Dr. James Thorpe's description. It's his image from a presentation he gave. Um, this is an ultrasound image of a third trimester placenta in a pregnant woman who received the Pfizer vaccine eight weeks prior. This is a typical pattern that is commonly seen by him. Hold on. I'm going to pause it there. Because there could be people listening on the radio. If you're listening on Brighty on radio and you want to see this image, you need to go to thenewamerican.com where you can see this show with the video connected to it. But 
we love that you're listening on Brighteon Radio. Um, or you could be listening in Midland, Texas on KWEL, K-W-E-L. And if you're listening, you can, again, go to thenewamerican.com to see the video. So let me describe it for the radio people. This placenta, although it's it's not the easiest, it's it almost looks like webbing, like like in a horror movie where you see white strands of web, but big, thick ones, uh, kind of crisscrossing, X, and then well, just in weird shapes, but it's it's really weird looking and it's kind of hard to describe but clearly as soon as you see it you're like that that is not good that cannot possibly be a placenta that's if if it looks like that it looks like something out of a horror movie it really truly does that's the best i can do okay she'll describe it a little bit too as she's talking about it about 8 weeks post Pfizer vaccine, the white areas surrounding the placental lobes, also known as cotyledons, represent calcifications from significant inflammation. Typically, this finding may be associated with significant growth slowing of the fetus, that is the preborn baby, reduced amniotic fluid volume, abnormal fetal, fetal surveillance testing. And then he goes on to describe what fetal surveillance testing should be and should do. And then he says the large dark area in the placental lobe on the right may be consistent with a blood clot. So again, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how many of you, you know, have been pregnant, had babies, your wives or partners have had babies, but that is not what a sonogram looks like. That's not what a placenta that is healthy and normal looks like. Those are terrifying, uh, unnatural, irregular calcifications that uh, Dr. Thorpe explains are related to inflammation. And All right, I'm going to give you more. It's related to inflammation. They talk about that. What could be a blood clot? We know that the vaccine causes blood clotting as well. This this is proving that these nanoparticles are getting past the barrier that they should not be getting past. It's designed, folks, to do this, to get past and get... It, it can break the blood-brain barrier as well. I'm talking about the nanoparticles. They're designed to do that. Yet... They told you, oh, no, the nanoparticles, they'll stay in the arm. They knew that wasn't true. Folks, this is pure. Everything about this vaccine has been criminal activity. Why would they do such crimes so boldly? Because they had exemptions. What this really reveals, though, is what you need to understand is Pfizer, when they haven't had exemptions, when they haven't had, oh, you can do whatever you want and you're immune from lawsuits. They have been for years, this means, for them to be doing what they're doing, manipulating data, manipulating their own trials, and having the FDA go along with it to get what they want approved. If you're doing that for years and years and years, guess what happens? The more you get away with it, the more you know the FDA won't hold you accountable the more reckless you will get. And the more you're like, well, nobody ever knows. Nobody has ever caught us. No one's ever examined our documents. And and we have the mainstream media to protect us so that 
if someone ever does, they'll be censored. It'll never catch on. People won't find out. Who's going to examine it? Who's going to even understand what's, what, what our documents really even say? That's the way you get more and more cocky. And you do that for years and years. Then comes along, hey, develop a vaccine, and guess what? You're going to have emergency power. You're not going to be held responsible because we're going to call it emergency use and say that you're exempt. And you're already cutting corners when you can be sued, thinking no one's ever caught you and you're pretty much protected, but you could technically be sued. Now you're told we're going to guarantee you can't be sued, and you're already someone who cuts corners? Now you're going to be recklessly cutting corners. Do you understand? So it seems like how could they they had to know like this was going to kill people and people were going to be enraged. They're just thinking of the here and now. You have to understand there are two types of people, people who think about now and people who are forward thinkers and think about what consequences and how that plays out. And they think five moves ahead. If you're a, a, a and school trains you to think here and now, it doesn't think you to be critically thinking. Critical thinkers think of consequences. It's really that simple. You think, do they ever think of the consequences? Actually, no. They're what they're thinking of is is we're going to make billions of dollars. We cannot have anything in our trials show that this is ineffective. We can't. We're gonna. Well, we know how to cut the corners, and we'll just make it approved no matter what happens because billions of dollars are at stake. And besides, we know that the you can't actually vaccinate for a coronavirus. They knew that from the very beginning. They know that with the flu shot. We've been scamming people for years with the flu shot, telling them if you inject your blood, it'll protect your respiratory system from an airborne virus. That's scientifically impossible. Uh, they're two different immune tracts. So you need to understand this. They knew the flu shot was a scam. And they've been giving out for years, and the government has been patting them on the head and rewarding them with the flu shot. And they've tried to scare people so they can make more money into getting a flu shot that they know has no chance of working whatsoever. And any kind of, well, 50% of the people who took the flu shot never came down with the flu that year. And 50% did. Well, yeah, well, I don't have to. 50% of the people who didn't receive the flu shot didn't come down with the flu either. The, the flu shot is a giant scam. And now it's easy to see. But the point is, why are they so reckless? Why are they so evil? They did it with the flu shot. Now, and, and they've never even come close to being held accountable. So you're told you're going to get billions of dollars. You, you're thinking, well, the flu shot, we don't really harm that many people with the flu shot when we're doing it. Uh, but we can kind of do the same thing. We just want people to inject themselves so we can make billions of dollars. That's all. Now, remember, the, the COVID-19 shot's free to you, but for Pfizer, it's not really free for you. They're getting, every time they get you to take a shot, they're making money from the government. You're still paying for it, and you're paying for it in inflation right now because the government's just basically printing money to pay Pfizer to make all these vaccines. And that's why you pay more at the grocery store right now. So you're still paying for it. All that money that Pfizer stole from you, part of that is the inflation from our government printing money. And they print money and spend reckless amounts 
for something you don't need so that their friends can get rich. And, and then they get the kickbacks. And this is why all the politicians in Washington, D.C., almost all of them, are millionaires, yet no one can really explain how many of them are millionaires. Technically, you look at they're on public servant salaries, and yeah, they might make good money, but they shouldn't be multi, multi, multi millionaires. Well, you know, this is why they don't, this is why they hated Donald Trump. This is why even Republicans went against Donald Trump. Donald Trump threatened their corruption of how they all become millions, millionaires, and their kids are millionaires and set for life, and their grandkids. They viewed Donald Trump as a threat to their kids and their grandkids getting tons of money, and we're, because they, they don't think forward. They're thinking of here and now, and money for me and my family. They don't think, no, Trump was trying to save America, and in the long run, your grandkids would prosper. You're going to collapse America because of your corruption, and people are going to die, and there's gonna be food shortages because of your consequences, but they're not thinking about the consequences. They're just thinking, right now, I just made millions and billions of dollars. That's what Pfizer's thinking. So how does a company be so reckless, they know they're going to end up murdering people, but they do it anyways because they've already been reckless and never been held accountable for years and years and years and years and years. It's like a serial killer who's killing people. He's and at, he first starts out super careful, making sure that he leaves no evidence. Well, once there's not even cops looking for him. And every time he does it, it's not even in the news. No one, no one even puts a report out ever about the people that they die hardly. He, he will become sloppy. And then all of a sudden, people wake up and say, oh, let's look into this. And then the serial killer is like, holy crap. I left evidence everywhere because no one ever looks for my evidence. That's what Pfizer's doing. Oh, my gosh. Everyone can see it now. Uh, we even put it in our own documents how awful our vaccine was. This is why the new vaccine, they don't get, they don't have to have it approved. They don't want document trails. They don't know how to fake it anymore. Oh, if people examine this, they'll easily see we've known ahead of time. How about we just don't have to test our product ever again and just implement it to people. That way people can't catch us with our own documents. And that's what's occurring now. They're not repenting. They're not pulling this. They can't, they never will. They can't say, yeah, um, we're as bad as the Nazis and we murdered almost all of humanity around the world. Every nation in the country, in the world, excuse me, every nation around the world may have experienced something from these evil pharmaceutical companies and they're evil now. They didn't have to be evil. They've chosen to be evil. Now back to Naomi Wolf and remember the horrific image that you saw, the placenta understand they knew they were going to smash pregnancies. They knew they were going to kill babies, but you're living with people who don't care. They're for abortion. They don't even consider that that's killing a baby because it's not even a baby. So why should they care that they have this kind of consequence to your pregnancy? When they tell you they're all for abortion, they don't care about your baby. They don't care about any babies. That's who's running Pfizer. That's the people doing this to you. So, yes, people who do abortion would easily do this with a vaccine. To them, well, it's just an abortion. 
and it helps control the population. I don't care if that woman doesn't want an abortion. We know better than her. She's a tool. She was stupid enough to get the vaccine. That's what they're saying. You weren't stupid for getting the vaccine. You were trusting. And because you trusted evil people, they scammed you. And I'm sorry that you're a trusting person and your heart and mind doesn't think about these evil things that they do think about. Their motivation is money and they will do anything for it. That's why they do it. Back to Naomi Wolf. Over and over again, the, the science that our experts are finding and that other independent good researchers like Dr. Corey, Dr. Malone, Dr. McDonough are, are finding is that these uh, materials in the vaccines cause inflammation. Um, so when I was reading the description, again, there's less volume of amniotic fluid, which of course the baby needs in order to develop normally. And anecdotally, what we're hearing from nurses, and I don't, I am not ashamed, uh, you know, as for 35 years covering women's health, women's sexual health, women's reproductive health, with two giant bestsellers about the obstetrics and gynecology and female sexual response, um, you know, I actually know what I'm talking about. When there's a problem with women and women's health, especially things that are hard to talk about, like giving birth or menstruating or, you know, menopause, you first get the signal from women telling their stories among themselves. And you also first get the signal from nurses talking among themselves. So anecdotes are important. And what we're hearing is that nurses are saying they are inducing labor early uh, with vaccinated moms because the babies, because um, not safe, because the placentas are compromised. And remember over and over on this show, I would say the lipid nanoparticles are traversing every membrane in the human body. The placenta is a membrane. The placenta is the most sacred, important membrane God gave us in order to reproduce our species. And how do you have a placenta that is not compromised if these industrial fats, these lipid nanoparticles coated with polyethylene glycol are designed to cross the placental barrier? And remember again and again, and this is all over social media today, um, spokespeople here in Britain, in Europe, we're saying to pregnant women, go ahead and get the injection, get the mRNA vaccine. It cannot cross the placenta. It can't hurt your developing baby. They were lying. They were either ignorant and, and, and in, inflicting their ignorance on defenseless mothers and their innocent We've only got a couple of minutes, and I've got to have you back on tomorrow morning. This is that important. But i got to ask you, were they lying, or you think they just – in your professional opinion, misread the data? Well, it's, it's impossible to misread the data. And, um, you know, next time I come on, I'll walk you through Dr. Chandler's latest report, which shows that even Pfizer knew in their own records that women were sustaining 75% of the adverse events. And of those 16% were what Pfizer called reproductive disorders female reproductive disorders. So Pfizer was lying. The FDA saw every one of these pages. The FDA was lying. And so everyone up and down the chain of command in our HHS and in our health system was lying to pregnant women. ACOG must have been lying, the, you know, the, the licensing boards, the gynecologist boards. So um, I, I, there's no way to mistreat the data. The data are clear that women are being hurt. They're right here on my phone. They're right there on daily Yeah, it's clear. You may be asking yourself if this is actually really happening, and it is, how come there aren't more doctors or nurses speaking out? And the simple answer is 
they saw intimidation and they're afraid to lose their jobs. It's that simple. It's, it's easy to understand. And if you think, well, no, they should stand up. Okay, well, you should have stood up and not went and gotten a vaccine, but they threaten your job. And a lot of people, a lot of people, I don't know if you personally did, but a lot of people went and did it. So you should be able to relate that if if they, if you didn't want to get the vaccine and you ended up getting it, then you can't throw stones at a nurse or doctor who won't stand up and give you the truth because they're just trying to save their job. You should be able to relate and understand. I can throw stones because I did not, and I've never caved to any of this stuff. And and I'm actually trying not to throw stones at the doctors and nurses, but because I know I have to throw stones at everybody. There is a problem in America, and it is, but you have the right to be outraged that people don't stand up. But we need, as Americans, to look and say, that's a massive problem. Understand the masks. When everyone was putting masks on, it showed me when push comes to shove, only 5%, 5% of Americans are willing to actually stand up when really things get tough. I don't think people understand how hard it was to be persecuted for not wearing masks, to go in knowing you're going to get kicked out of stores, knowing that you're going to have some wacko screaming in your face that you're killing people or something, uh, and that you have to put your mask on, and I have my kids standing there, and I, and I have to see people give us glares, look at my children with evil eyes, and I have to take that persecution, and I did. And what I was upset about is, why did I feel alone? People don't realize we would be the only ones in the store, and maybe in a massive Walmart, we would find one person, and we would always look at that person and point to them and go, yeah, baby, I know what you're doing. You're a leader. Keep up the fight. Sometimes we would fist bump because anyone who was brave enough to keep doing that, I knew what they were doing and they knew what I was doing. We need that 5% to that courage to be contagious and it needs to be at least 30%, 20% maybe. 20 to 30%, I've always said that. You get 20 to 30% of people having that kind of courage, they lose always because it will spread and the other people will start to follow. Most people follow like sheep for some reason. God says we're like sheep. And was he right? Amen. <laughs> My goodness, was he right? You look at it and say, people really do act like sheep. They really just instinctively just want to follow. Well, the mass herd goes this way, so I, I got to go that way too. It's just... God knows that's in us. It's in us. God says we're like sheep. But the sheep that hear his voice, they turn from the world. You need to hear his voice. If you don't have his voice, you don't have the wisdom and you can't turn from the herd. Here's how you get it. Recognize this and repent of your sins. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through him. Accept him as your Savior. I love you guys. See ya! 
Excuse me, folks. That was really good. I'm glad they uh, we broke off and listened to that. <laughs> um, I apologize to to Ben Armstrong for saying that it was kind of droning on when I was listening to it. Excuse me, the first time. Got a little bit of agita going on here, folks. Um. Anyway, <clears throat> yeah, can't argue with anything. But it does cl- cross the placental barrier. What do you think of that? Um, that ultrasound. I know a lot of you out there have seen real ultra. I mean, not real, but um, normal ultrasounds. And usually you can see right through it, but with all that banding and stuff on that placenta, that wasn't normal. That was um, definitely a product of tampering with the tissues of the placenta. So anyway, uh, if you haven't been convinced yet that this is not a good thing for pregnant women or young children to take. By the way, why are they giving it to young children for? Uh, I thought a child's... um, a child's uh, immune system was, uh, they were able to fight this stuff off, you know? Then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, we got to give it to the kids. It's like, yeah, well, there's only one reason to do that. If somebody has the uh, innate ability to, to fight off something without any help, and you jump in there and force them to let you help them, um, then you're <clears throat> you're. <clears throat> taking over the uh you're taking over the show so to speak and you don't need to be there so um anyway it was it's a it's a plan for mass extinction is what it is okay let's go up here let's hide that thing and let's see let's go to the last one okay last one's pretty good <clears throat> what do we got here <laughs> folks i um i'm into genealogy i look into it just because i want to know what what my uh heritage is and it's fast and wide and, and european heritage and some uh some others and it's uh it's amazing because when you start working on it um you're never done you are never ever done because you'll find a person and you'll work on them extensively to get it done. And uh, you think you're done. And then all of a sudden, somebody posts something else about that person. Uh, MyHeritage.com picks that up, sends it to you, and you got to work on it. I've got well over a 1,000 things I have to work on. <clears throat> there we go with the, the – um, oh, man. It's not one thing, it's another. Anyway, folks, let's uh, let's go to this next one because uh, – we're down to it. We're at a just a little over an hour, and uh, we really need to uh, to watch this. And I think this is from Children's Defense Fund too. Also, okay, so you'll be hearing some more from people. Um, it's what's nice about Children's Defense Fund. It's a multinational effort by doctors and lawyers and others to uh, combat the the garbage that's out there. Okay, all right. So let's go ahead and uh, here we are right here. Okay. Let's make this bigger and we'll start it right now. You know what? 
I want to make sure I'm not muted. Okay. I can see that happening the way things are going today. Okay. All right, here we go. Roll them. All right, hello again, everybody. This session, mRNA effects on fertility and sterility. We've got Mary Holland back again, president of Children's Health Defense, and we've got Brian Hooker, who is our chief scientist officer at Children's Health Defense as well, uh, amongst many other qualifications between them both. Very important subject right now. We are going to, at the end of this whole symposium, show you our 30-minute a documentary made by uh, Andrew Wakefield for Children's Health Defense. Uh, Mary, could you start by telling us why this is so important uh, that we're showing this today? I think there are two really important dimensions, Polly. One is we know that vaccines can cause infertility. Uh, that we've seen for quite a while. I wrote a book about the, the human papillomavirus vaccine. We started to see dramatic declines in fertility in young women who were getting these shots. But what we learned from this movie that Andy Wakefield made, and, and I'm so grateful that, that we have this movie, is that the World Health Organization worked for 30 years with some funding from the US and other institutions to create infertility-causing vaccines. And what we've learned is in Kenya, by all appearances, the World Health Organization pushed out these shots under the notion that these were to prevent neonatal tetanus. They didn't tell women that they were causing their permanent infertility. This was a gross violation of human rights. This is enforced sterilization. This is absolutely a human rights violation. It's a war crime. And in today's context, Polly, where we're talking about nations of the world handing over health authority to the World Health Organization, people need to understand that it has a very dark past in Africa. And as you'll see in this movie, a very important African doctor who sadly is no longer alive today warns us that after they're done with Africa, they're coming for you. This is a prophetic warning from a doctor in Africa. So it's a very important film for us to take in and discuss, debate, and, and understand what its implications really are. Yeah, right. A, a real diabolical agenda, as it's called, uh, from the World Health Organization. So yes, it should wake people up to that. Uh, Brian, um, You've been doing a lot of research on this. At Children's Health Centre, we've been inundated with people with infertility problems and, and other issues like that. Can you talk about the work that you've been doing? Absolutely. Thank you, Polly. And um, it's an honor to join all of you today um, uh, from uh, California and um, to be able to, to talk to uh, folks specifically in Europe about this. Um, you know, Mary is absolutely right. This is a diabolical agenda, and the forces that be, the World Health Organization, first of all, cannot be trusted with the fertility of men and women uh, around the world. They've shown that over and over and over again, and now we have a messenger RNA uh, injection, inoculation, that has not been tested in terms of fertility, uh, in terms of um, uh, teratogenicity, you know, um, uh, birth defects, things like that, that um, w is being foisted on the population. And, you know, what we're seeing is that issues with fertility um, associated with the, the COVID-19 injections are just off the map. There, there are so many uh, VAERS reports. If you look at VAERS right now, 
Um, prior to COVID-19, there were 1,500 reports of fertility problems associated with vaccination in general. That's over the 31-year history of VAERS. And since the introduction of the COVID-19 vaccine, there have been 10 times more there have been 15,000 reports, 15,400 reports of fertility issues over the past 18 months associated with the COVID-19 injection. And of course, VAERS is woefully underreported. It's probably about 1% reported. So we can expect that that number is much, much higher. In addition to that, um, we have been participating in a group called My Cycle Story, uh, that is a group of 13 different researchers uh, representing different institutions across the United States. And uh, within that, we have done a survey of 6,000 individuals, many who are reporting, these are all women, and they're reporting menstrual issues, menstrual difficulties, clotting, uh, passing clots, um, uh, uh, bleeding, uh, bleeding postmenopausal, um, that are all associated with a COVID-19 vaccine, not only those that got vaccinated, but also those that are in close contact of somebody who has been vaccinated. So we're seeing a lot of implications of shedding of the vaccine with, with uh, individuals that weren't vaccinated, but have close association with those who are vaccinated. And um, topping that is a, a phenomenon called decidual cast shedding, which is a very, very rare phenomenon when the uterus lighting actually completely sloughs out of the uterus and passes through the vagina. Um, and what happens, uh, you know, this is so rare that it, it was very, very rarely discussed in the open literature prior to the COVID-19 era. Um, probably about 40 cases have been reported over a 109-year history. But yet, when you look at COVID-19, we have almost 300 cases in the 6,000 surveillance that we had. This was published in the Gazette of Medical Sciences, almost 300 cases of decidual cast shedding, which is a very, very profound phenomenon. And it's associated with um, hormone disruption and, and severe hormone imbalance. So, you know, things are really, really dire. And because this is being understudied, been understudied, because it has been rushed to the market so, so quickly, you can expect this type of thing to happen. And Brian, so people listening might say, well, that's fine. I, this is about mRNA. So I'll just go and take Johnson Johnson or AstraZeneca or maybe even this new Novavax. Um, could you talk about anything you've been seeing in those shots as well? And then Mary, we will go back to the history of what we know. That's a really good issue, Polly. And what we're seeing is not reserved um, uh, solely for the mRNA injections. We're seeing the same phenomenon for Johnson & Johnson. We're seeing the same phenomenon for AstraZeneca. And now I would expect the Novavax, the Spikevax vaccine that was just approved by the FDA would have the same phenomenon because there is so much toxicity associated with the spike protein itself. The spike protein has significant homology. It's very, very similar to um, an ovarian protein called syncytin-1 and another one called syncytin-2. And because of that cross-reactivity, um, you would expect that women would produce autoantibodies, antibodies to their own placenta that would keep it from attaching during pregnancy and would cause a pregnancy to slough off. So it's very, very important. It's not just associated with the messenger RNA injections.
That's right. And now, Mary, we have been uh, so many people coming into our switchboard wanting to tell their story, not about the COVID shots and not taking them. These guys woke up way before reports of they had, uh, you know, the uh, pertussis, whatever vaccines that you have when you're pregnant, flu vaccines and everything. And then they have a miscarriage or now cannot have children. Can you talk about the history of this? This is not new, is it? No, it's interesting. And Polly, it's during my time in this movement, you know, even 20 years ago, no doctor or the CDC wouldn't recommend that women get shots during pregnancy. But what we saw is when thimerosal was pulled out of the regular schedule for children, it was only used in, a, in trace amounts. At that point, we saw the CDC recommending that pregnant women get flu shots, which was not approved, right? It had not been researched adequately and these flu shots contain thimerosal right it contained a mercury containing preservative and it was being given to pregnant women this was insane this was ludicrous and since that time a little over you know 15 years ago we've seen this idea that pregnant women should be getting DTAP shot you know diphtheria tetanus pertussis shots they should be getting other shots related to you know protecting their their infants this is just so weird Polly these pregnant women are not stuck studied for these things. And the notion that these COVID shots, they're recommending that pregnant women get them. There were there were no pregnant women in the clinical trials, as Dr. Latipova just said. This is just pure, straight up experimentation on human subjects. People need to understand we are the lab rats. We are being treated as lab rats. And it's, it's almost one thing to say to an adult, you know, like adults get to think, but, but, but fetuses? infants I, I mean it just it boggles my mind it, it truly boggles my mind and i i was happy to hear the plea from dr bakti to physicians physicians how can you do this how can you use an untested product on infants or on pregnant women I, it, it it boggles my mind polly uh, yes, and yesterday we showed a, a video of all, lots of white coat doctors and Fauci particularly and Paul Offit going out there saying these shots do not cause infertility, do not listen to the disinformation. Uh, Brian, how can they say that? And also next week, Burback, we know are going to approve these shots for six months and enough. It's going to take a miracle for that not to happen. Um, could potentially, or am I going too far? Please correct me if I am. A mother who thinks it's a good idea to take a six-month-old baby girl, because that's going to happen the follow week, following week, in to get uh, Pfizer or Moderna, which are the ones that are up for approval, could they potentially be sterilizing their daughter? Yes, they could. Um, I, I think that's a really, really valid question. And, you know, all these white coats that get up with Anthony Fauci, they simply don't know what this vaccine does to fertility. The CDC has done lip service to um, uh, try to quell the masses, you know, it, it, covering up the fact that these are experimental vaccines. They did a study of uh, vaccination in pregnant women using the COVID-19 injections. And the study covered a mere three months period of time, a three month window where women were pregnant and uh, were reporting, you know, that they received this particular vaccine. The last I checked, you know, pregnancy takes nine, 10 months. And there was an overwhelming in this study, there was an overwhelming number for that period of time of miscarriages, but yet they, they dismissed this as being normal or within the normal range of uh, miscarriages. 
miscarriages are blowing up also on VARES. About 75% of all VARES reports uh, of uh, miscarriage prior to 20 weeks gestation are associated with the COVID-19 injection. You know, that's over the 32-year history of VARES. And we just absolutely don't know. So to rule this out is a big, big, bold-faced lie. And, you know, there is cross-immunity. Um, they have been shown. There were data that were leaked out of Japan that were supposedly from the Pfizer clinical trial showing that the uh, lipid nanoparticle does accumulate specifically in the ovaries of women. And so, you know, women... Um, they have all of their eggs in their ovaries when they're born. So when little children are getting this vaccine down to six months old, which is what they're trying to approve through, through Verbac next week, then there are no guarantees. And we know that the spike protein and the messenger RNA will end up in the ovaries. Right, and, and Mary, we, we, I mean, it's certain that this is going to happen. We know Biden has, has bought in, I don't know, 100 million baby vaccines already, correct? Well, remember, we're talking about authorization next week. So what's going to happen is this, if, if it goes through, we imagine that Verbach will rubber stamp this. You're right. The president has already said this will they'll be available by June 21. They've already purchased them. So it would be a shock if the Verbach panel said, no, we're not going to be bought like this. But hope springs eternal. Um, but, you know, remember that this is an authorization poly. It's not licensed. And so every parent who has to take their baby Maybe to the pediatrician for some reason, and the pediatrician says, oh, it's safe and effective, it's proven, that parent can say, no, it's not. It's emergency use authorization, and I don't have to give it to my baby. Thank you very much. It's very important that people understand these are not licensed products, and there's no obligation to take it, no matter what the pediatrician tells you. So people need to stand up and stand firm. These are very, very risky products. And one of the things that scares me the most, Polly, is that the CDC has again abandoned science and has said, oh, you can co-administer the COVID shots with anything else. Yeah. And so I, I fear that babies will be going to the pediatrician's office and they will get COVID shots on top of three or four other shots. And God only knows what will happen, Polly. Right. And uh, Brian, as we've discussed many, many times, uh, this isn't something that's new. Our children uh, injured by previous vaccinations, severely autistic, will never have children. We have children that are paralyzed from the waist down that are never going to have children. These are all vaccine reactions. And of course, all the parents that report their babies died following uh, shots are not going to. And, and also the Gardasil girls, which we will never forget, who have gone through early menopause. Um, Brian, can you just give a to the people listening now to uh, help them because these people are woke that are listening now the people that they love so much they know are going to take their children in for these shots i can't emphasize enough the the urgent nature of this plea um, to let everybody know that these are not approved products like Mar mary said uh, they can be rejected. They're, they, they, it's illegal to mandate these particular products, and they will be mixed with other vaccines. And so, you know, the warning goes out. We need to put those individuals and Verbach on notice, you know, that this is the carnage that you are causing. And also, we need to let members of our legislative bodies know this is the problems that, that are being caused. These need to be recalled. This needs to be rescinded right away.
Polly, can I just add that uh, if people go to childrenshealthdefense.org, the main landing page, there's a box that says take action. You can, with one click, write to all of your legislators, to the president and to the members of Burback. Please do that. We need to say that we did everything we could not to see these things authorized for infants. Right, thank you, both of you. And to all our Children's Health Defense listeners, I know you're listening live now. Um, if you don't know Doctors for COVID Ethics, follow them. And if you don't know UK Column News, watch them three times a week, the best news outlet that there is. So thank you to everybody. Thank you to you both. And uh, that's us out. There you have it, folks. <clears throat> Certified proof by doctors. Okay. Doctors people of science don't know what she is she's a commentator but she could be a doctor too um coming to you with science telling you that the science that the scientists are trying to give you that uh show that that shows that uh, COVID-19 is beneficial is actually garbage it's not science it's fake science fake news and um it's killing a lot of people so, um, <clears throat> here we go. So, folks, um, well, there's all your evidence. It's um, <clears throat> COVID-19 vaccines, especially the mRNAs, but they also did measure, me measure, <laughs> mention um, another, I think it was it, AstraZeneca, I think. I uh, could be wrong. Don't hold me to that. Um but, you know, that they're having problems with the other ones, too. So uh, <laughs> they all introduce spike proteins into the body. Um, lipid nanoparticles are used in the AstraZeneca and, um, and the other one. And that's what gets it um, into the body, into the bloodstreams, and into the cells. And uh, the mRNA one... Uh, uses uh, nanotechnology to do the same thing. So, all right, folks, I'm going to get off and I uh, got a few things I got to do here, but I will be back. Let's see on Thursday. Uh, by the way, I had um, a chat with Ralph. He's getting better. He's getting his strength back and everything. So hopefully he's got a very, um, very, he feels very important. And I feel too, that it is, uh, material that he wants to present to you and i can't wait for him to get better so we can do that so all right uh hopefully very soon keep him in prayer okay keep ryan in prayer too so uh i will effectively go ahead and end this and uh and download it and uh and upload it and all the other things i have to do okay well the lord bless you the Lord keep you. He make his face to shine upon you. Be gracious unto you. May watch your going out. You're coming in. You're rising up. You're lying down. May he give you the peace that passes all understanding. Okay, folks. That said, good night.